Welcome to Let Go, Lean In, my transformational leadership podcast. You are getting to hear these last four episodes of 2021. I invite you to slow down and take inventory in your work, your life, and your faith as you prepare to finish this year well and begin 2022 invigorated and inspired. Listen in. Well, hello. I'm so glad you're here today. This is a funny combination of numbers, so bear with me. It is episode 69 since I began this podcast in August of 2020. It is also the third episode in this series called Taking Inventory, and I'm excited to share today's episode of this series with you. But it's also the second week of Advent, and that is actually where we're going to begin for this episode, because interestingly enough, this all ties together. So today's episode title is To Do Versus To Be, still in the idea of taking inventory. So in the previous two episodes, if you've been listening in, we took inventory first of all on what is working well in all aspects of your work, your life, and your faith. And then last week, we stopped and and took inventory of what isn't working well. We had to start with what is working well to combat our negativity bias. Well, today, as we take inventory, we're going to create a list, kind of like the pros and cons lists, but we're going to title each side to do and the other side, to be. Now, you may be familiar with the different themes that each week of Advent focuses on. Week one is of hope. Week two is peace. Week three is love. And week four is joy. And they all are represented by different colors of candles, purple, and then pink, and then the fifth candle, the Christ candle, is at the center and is usually white. Some people give the name light to the Christ candle because we know that he is the light of the world. So how does taking inventory and determining to do versus to be Tie-in with week two of Advent, you ask? Well, I've got an idea. See, week two of Advent is peace. Now, you are a working individual, whether you are working outside your home and inside your home or just inside your home, you are a working individual. If you find yourself in the season of parenting anywhere from zero to 18 and then 
perhaps still having influence and voice in your adult children's lives, the concept of peace in this season of Advent, approaching Christmas, can be almost like an oxymoron. There are school uh, responsibilities, there are church events, there are community events, there are work events. I have never understood why people think that everything needs to happen between Thanksgiving and the new year. We have 12 months to have celebrations, but somehow we end up with a calendar that's full of things to do between Thanksgiving at the end of November and December 31st. Well, maybe even into January 2nd, if you will. Why is that? I'm not sure. I have ideas, but that's not what we're here for today. I want to circle back to what the second week of Advent is about, which is peace. How can we find peace in the midst of all the comings and goings and doings? This is a great question, and it's actually a very good spiritual inventory as we take inventory. You know, Advent means prepare for the arrival. And to prepare for someone's arrival in your home, you do some typical things. You probably are dusting and and sweeping and vacuuming and maybe changing the linens and grocery shopping and making sure you have food to serve your guests that you're making room for. You might even be doing some decluttering, getting rid of some things that you have set aside, maybe a stack of of papers that needed to be filed or recycling that needed to get away from the side of the house, whatever it might be. As you make room for your guest, you are preparing for their arrival. The season of Advent is that type of preparation for our minds, our hearts, our bodies, our souls. I'm sorry I did not look up who is the person to attribute the quote that you are not a body that has a soul. You are a soul that has a body. That really stuck with me. And recognizing that if my soul is out of alignment, then other things are going to be out of alignment. So taking time to do a spiritual inventory is worthy work. So back to the to do versus to be list. One of my favorite verses from scripture is Psalm 4610. Now, you may already know what I'm going to say because it's easy to remember. Be still and know that I am God. That's 4610A. I stopped it before the second half of the verse because that's all I have memorized. But in my hunting around to make sure that I understood what this verse 
is about as much as I possibly can. I looked it up in different translations. And what I quoted, be still and know that I am God, is from the ESV. But I looked at other, as I mentioned, I looked at other translations, and one of them says, stop fighting and know that I am God. That's the CSB, the Christian Standard Bible. And then NASB, which is what has been my study Bible since 1980, literally, says, cease striving. And I had to look up, what does it mean to strive? Because that's not a word that we use in our vocabulary regularly. It means to make great effort to achieve something. And that really hit me in light of the idea of a to-do versus to-be list. I don't know about you, but if you're anything like me, sometimes you feel like you have to keep pushing forward and fighting against entropy and against people who may not agree with you and whatever else, maybe it might be your energy, you're fighting to keep moving because your energy is dragging you down. There are lots of different things that we are fighting against. And yet the invitation says, stop and be. And so thinking about this verse, is it a command or an invitation? I just said invitation, so I may be interpreting it differently than you do. And that's okay. But for our purposes today, our to-do versus to-be list as we take inventory is a reflection on how we respond to this portion of scripture. If when I say to you, be still, you immediately come up with a long list of reasons why you can't, your eyes are focused on to do. Your heart is probably fighting against that, but your mind is keeping tabs on the things that you are obligated to. If you hear that, be still, and you say, oh yes, I need to slow down, I need to rest, I need to reflect, I need to ponder, I need to meditate, you may be instead focusing on the to-be side in your inventory. And you may find as you make this list, I see that I need to do these things and I'm longing to be this way. You might be moving or making room to bring the to be more to the center and the to do the extra. I heard someone say once that God cares more about who you are in a given circumstance than what you are doing. And that slowed me down a bit to consider then 
who am I and how do I want to move through the world so that I reflect the presence of God in my life? That circles back to why that verse is one of my favorites. Because I broke it down one time, be still and know that I am God. Be still and know. Be still. Be. To me, that passage is an invitation. And it may be that in this season, because this is a new idea for you, that you don't have a lot of time to just be. But as you take inventory, perhaps that is a change, an adjustment that you can make to your schedule tomorrow or maybe within this day. Or maybe you're looking at long-term adjustments and how to realign your outward life with what you want your inner life to look like. These are great awarenesses, and that is part of how you can have peace. See there what I did? It all circles back to focusing on Advent and making room, preparing for the coming I hope that this kind of reflection is something that speaks to your soul. I would love to hear from you. I would love to hear and process with you if there is an internal conflict about to do and to be. Because if it wasn't for wise mentors in my own life years ago when I had a seven-year-old and a one-year-old and I wrestled with this for the first time, I would probably still be on the to-do list side only. I'm not saying it has to be one or the other. Remember, God cares more about who you are than what you're doing. So take this invitation of the to-do versus to-be as part of your inventory list and ask God to help you see where you're at and maybe help you identify an area that you could start looking at differently. I ran across, as I was pondering for this episode, this passage of Matthew chapter 6, verse 21. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Sometimes what we treasure we don't realize isn't monetary. It might be our way of doing things or that our children behave a particular way and so we are working to control circumstances. Or perhaps it's our reputation. It might be money. It might be possessions. But the point is, Whatever it is you treasure instead of being with God, that is where your heart is going to be. If you're longing to have an inner world, an inner life that reflects peace, both to yourself and to the world, then learning to be still 
and know who God is and how you relate to the divine is worthy work. Let me close with this prayer. Oh God, help me shift my priorities to make room for you. Keep me from making achieving more important than being with you. In your precious and holy name, amen. Thank you for being here for this episode of Let Go Lean In. As I mentioned at the beginning, this is one of four episodes focusing on taking inventory. And I invite you in your preparation in this season to consider the ways that you both want to finish well and then begin again at the onset of 2022. And I invite you to consider joining a coaching group focused on using the Enneagram in application, not simply as a I know my number, but what difference does it make? And so in 2022, I will be hosting coaching groups focused on the Enneagram. And if you're at all interested in participating in that, you can message me through email at lisa at lisalewiscoaching.com and let me know that you're interested. I'll be posting other ways to sign up for a coaching group and all the details that are necessary to know whether or not it's something you can afford time-wise and finance-wise and emotion bandwidth ways. Another offering I invite you to consider is if you are a member of a team or a leader of a team, you can use the Enneagram as a tool to help everyone on your team understand one another better, work more effectively together, and develop your team in their relationships with one another regarding respect, empathy, uh, consideration of what others need. It's an amazing tool and I am available to do team workshops either remotely or in person, depending on where we're at with COVID. So that's something for you to consider. And again, if you are interested in learning about either group coaching around the Enneagram or talking more about a team approach to using the Enneagram, you can contact me, Lisa, L-I-S-A, at lisalewiscoaching.com. Thanks for listening.